you're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you writing or thinking about writing a book and dream about building your reputation as an authority in your field, but have no idea where to start? Unfortunately, many book authors with an incredible message to share sadly go unheard and never quite reach the level of exposure they'd hoped for. That is until now. The Author Platform Success Show will share key strategies on how to build the relationships and community that serves as the foundation for a powerful publicity platform, one that will support you in increasing your reach and book sales while helping you gain international recognition. Now, over to your host, Stacey Myers. Okay, hello. And today, as you know, I like to start with a statistic. So, companies that blog have far better marketing results. Specifically, the average company that blogs has 55% more visitors, 97% more inbound links, and 434% more index pages. Now, our guest today, Michelle Schaefer, is here today to talk to us about blogging, and I'm very excited about that. Now, Michelle helps entrepreneurs transform their websites from dusty spider web filled ghost towns into traffic attracting lead generating authority building tools. With nearly 20 years of experience in helping small businesses build their online presences, she's a regular blogger for popular blogs around the internet and her award-winning blog attracts more than a quarter of a million page views a month. Hi Michelle, how are you? I am great. Thanks so much for having me on your show today, Stacey. It's my absolute pleasure. And I just love that, how you transform their dusty spider web filled <laughs> ghost towns into traffic attracting, lead generating, authority building tools. I think that just sounds so great. Well, that is what we want and what our website should be doing for us. Yes, exactly. And so, and I thank you for those statistics that you gave us. I just wanted if we could just start right in amongst that. And can you just explain to people what inbound links are, please? Inbound links? Sure. That means a link from another website, another place online that's linking to you. It's inbound to your website. Great. And how do I get those? Well, there's lots of different ways that you can get people to link to you. One of the simplest ways is to create something worth linking to, and that's where blogging can come in for us, is when we're sharing really great content, people naturally want to tell their friends about that, and they will link to us. Okay, great. And then the index page, what does that mean exactly? So when we talk about having pages indexed, it's referring to the search engines. The way search engines like Google and Bing and Yahoo work is their little spider robot computer programs crawl across the internet and look at different websites and different pages. As they look at those pages, they save some of the information and add it to their index, to their big database that then they use to decide what results come up in a web search. So if you have more pages from your site indexed, it's a great thing because you have more opportunities to get found when someone goes to Google and searches. 
Oh, okay, perfect. And then, of course, when you're more indexed, then more people are more, um, more people are likely then to see your content and be able to come back and visit you at your website. Exactly, you'll get more traffic from the search engines. Great. And then you love blogging, right? I do. I'm a big fan of blogging. <laughs> and I know because I think I first discovered you with one of your blog challenges. Would you like to tell me about those? Sure. You know, one of the things that I discovered early on when I began blogging was I knew how to write content. I wasn't the most consistent with it. That was a little bit of a challenge for me, but I didn't really know what to do next after I'd put something on my blog. I didn't have an existing fan base or an existing community. I wasn't quite sure how to promote it and get it out there. And then I discovered a blog challenge. And I signed up for one and I wrote every day for 30 days on my blog like we were supposed to, but the coolest thing that came out of it for me was I made connections with other bloggers. I found readers, I found blogs that I could read, and it just became an amazing community to be part of. So when that challenge ended, I went, oh no. I wanted more blog challenges. So a friend and I got together and we started up the Ultimate Blog Challenge, which has been running something like three years now. And every couple of months, we host a blog challenge where bloggers come together. The goal is to write every day of that month a new post on your blog and then to share it and to learn how to promote it and network with other bloggers and get your blog out there in a bigger way. And then, so how often do you run these blog challenges? We run them once a quarter, so they start January 1st, and then April, July, and October every year. Okay, great, and they're free to take part in. Absolutely free. Perfect, and then if someone wants to take part in one of your blog challenges, where do they find out about that? You can find all the details at ultimateblogchallenge.com. Okay, perfect. And then the other, and then after I started having a look at the blog challenge, I had a, and saw that you have a great program called Launch Your Blog. And I actually signed up for that program and I'm at the moment still working through it because I, I really know how important it is to be able to blog consistently mm -hmm. and one of the things that I was um, struggling with was thinking about things to blog about so I thought okay I'll take on this launch your blog and go through that and that's one of the components that we've been talking about and learning about in the course but there are so many other things that we've been learning as well and I think coming up with great content ideas is such a challenge for people so what ideas can you give us to help the people that are challenged with that? Sure, you know, that is a really, really common challenge, especially when your mind just isn't wired quite yet to think that way. The good news is, after a while, it does get a lot easier. There's a few things that I can recommend to start with. Number one is to keep a notebook. Keep a notebook of every idea that comes to you. Don't dismiss anything as silly or not appropriate. Just write down everything because you never know what else might spark from that. But what you want is a list of ideas that will help you never have to stare at a blank page because that's no fun when you sit down to write a blog post and you can't come up with ideas. So in your notebook, in addition to just writing anything that comes to your mind, there's a couple things I would suggest you start keeping track of. Number one is any questions people ask you. 
So especially when you introduce yourself and say, hey, my name is, and this is what I do, those first questions that people always ask are great to keep written down in your notebook so that you've got some ideas because those can be fabulous blog posts. Another great option is to watch the conversation. Look at what's being said on social media. So go to different sites, check out forums or um, group websites that are in your industry and just see what people are talking about. See what questions they're asking because those can be turned into excellent blog posts as well. So those are a couple of things I recommend. You can also just look at other popular blogs in your niche and see what are the hot topics that people are blogging about. Just kind of turn that radar on and always be on the lookout for blogging ideas. When they come to you, always write them down so you don't forget that great idea that you had at 3 a.m. And once you've got that list, it's a little easier then to just choose an idea that will work. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. They're all really great ideas. One of the things I do now is is the notebook concept, but I just keep those notes on my i um, on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. So every time I think of something, I put it there, and then when I run out of ideas, I go back and have a look through that. And I do think that is one of the biggest challenges for people. And just being able to implement just a couple of those things that you've said, I think, is um, going to make a big difference. Now, people talk about blogging platforms. There's like WordPress and Blogger and WordPress.org. Like, where do you recommend that people have their blog? So there are quite a few different platforms to choose from. And the biggest thing that I look at when I'm you know, advising clients or colleagues on where to go with for their blog is what do you have the most control over? Because you want to be in control of your content, you want to be in control of what you're allowed to post, you want to be able to back up and save everything you've got, and you want to really be able to customize what you're doing to work for you. What I recommend is WordPress.org, and there are two versions of WordPress. WordPress.com is a free version that they take care of the hosting for you. You sign up on their site, you log in, you post. WordPress.org is what's called self-hosted. The software itself is free, so the program WordPress is free. There's no charge for that, but you pay for your own hosting space. This is somewhere like HostGator or Bluehost. You have a small monthly fee. It's less than 10 bucks a month. And you get to put your blog on your own domain name. So it can be yourbusiness.com or yourbook.com whatever you use for your domain, and then you're in complete control of what you post, of how you customize it. You can use any design, which is called a theme with WordPress, that you want. So like Stacy, yours is very customized to match your brand, and that's easier to do when you've got total control over it. You can also put any plugins that you want on your site, and a plugin is basically just a little bit of code that you can add that gives you extra features. So it gives you tools for like getting people to share your blog on social networks or customizing your comments. There's all sorts of cool things you can do with it, but you can only do that with WordPress.org being self-hosted. So that's my recommendation for most situations. Okay, yeah, because that's how mine is. Mm -hmm. And you can set that up, your WordPress site, whether you have a blog on there or not. Right. It's also a so, great tool just yes, for right. building a website. Yes, exactly. And this, is it true that the search engines really like WordPress websites and blogs? 
They do, and there's a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that many WordPress themes are very search engine friendly. I'm a big fan of the Genesis framework from StudioPress. Um, it's an excellent search engine friendly theme. Another reason is that search engines like fresh content. They like new things. And most of the time when we're using WordPress, we're blogging, and so we have consistent fresh content coming up on our sites, which means the search engines are going to come visit our site more often looking for that new content. So it's another reason that it works well. Okay, great. So we've got our blogging platform and then we've got some ideas to blog about. So then once we've written our blog, how do we get people then to read it? That is such an important piece of the puzzle. So often we focus on the content, we focus on getting you know, our message, our ideas out there and we publish and we sit back and wait and it can be really frustrating, sometimes even depressing because we put all that energy into creating really good content that we know would be helpful or inspiring for people if they could just find it and they're not finding it. So what do you do to fix that? Really there's a couple of important things but the biggest thing is you've got to let people know that it's there. So how do you do that? You know, there's uh, when I work with clients on getting traffic to their blogs, there's two things I tell them they need. One is they need a website promotion plan. So just like when you publish your new book, you have a plan for how you're going to promote it and get it out there, you need the same type of plan for your website itself. How are you going to promote it? How are you going to get people to notice it? And this can be a variety of things, anything from guest blogging, doing radio interviews, doing press releases. There's a lot of different ways you can get your, your word out there, but you want to have some things in, in your plan working for you. The second thing you need is a blog post promotion plan. These are the steps you take every single time you publish something new. When I write a blog post and share it, after I hit publish, that's where the real work comes in for me. It's getting out there and promoting it. And there are some steps that I follow every single time I post something new to let people know that it's there. And those are things like sharing it on Twitter, sharing it on Facebook, sharing it with my email list, groups that I'm active in, getting it sent out through sites like Social Buzz Club and Triber. There's lots of tools you can use. You know, you can share it on LinkedIn. You can share it on MySpace or wherever your particular audience is. You want to make sure that you're out there letting them know, hey, there's this really great new post on my site. Here's why you should come read it. Here's where to find it. The other half of that is that you want to enlist help in promoting your blog. You want to get your readers on board and helping you to get the word out even more because together you can reach a whole lot more people than just by yourself. You want to do things like make sure you've got those little buttons on your site for the different social networks that let your readers come and let your readers click share on Twitter and then they can share it with their Twitter followers. So you want to be out there promoting it yourself. You want to also be enlisting your readers to help you promote it. Okay, great. And so there were two distinctions there. There was one was just promoting your blog mm -hmm. itself and then the promoting out the blog posts individually right. as you do that. Now I can see doing the things that you talked about sharing it out, getting um, other people to share it for you, mm -hmm. we'll have people come back to your blog. But then once you have them there, what kinds of things can you do that is then going to encourage conversation and comments on your blog posts? You know, the one biggest piece of advice I would give you if you want more conversation on your blog post is to make sure 
that it's easy for people to get engaged in your conversation. And there's two main things to look at. Number one, the technical side. Is it easy for someone to come and post a comment? Log out of your blog, visit it as if you're just a regular visitor, and try leaving a comment. See if it asks you to register for a new account because we've all got so many accounts already. We don't want to register for yet another username and password to share our thoughts on a blog. So don't make people register. Make sure that the process is easy and clear, that your comment box is easy to find. So just make sure that it's simple for someone to actually leave a comment. Once you've looked at that and you know that, yes, they can go and comment on your blog, then look at your post itself and make sure you've given them something to talk about. This is as simple as asking a question, either in your post or at the end of your post. Add something specific for them to respond to because a lot of times we'll read through a blog post and think, oh, that was really great, that was really helpful, and we don't comment because we don't have anything specific to say. If you ask for feedback, and it can even be something as simple as, have you tried these strategies? Did they work for you? Or, how did this make you feel? Have you had this experience? Ask a question like that, and you get people's brains thinking of how they can respond and engage with you, and they're more likely to leave a comment. And then when you first started with your blog, how long do you reckon it took until you were starting to get a lot of comments? Because I think it's easy for new bloggers when they're not getting comments on their blogs to get disheartened about that. Yeah, you know, to be honest, it probably took me a year because I didn't figure some of this stuff out. <laughs> it's, yeah. I took the long way around to realizing that I needed to write more with my readers in mind, that I needed to be asking them questions in encouraging them to comment, and then getting in my comments. One of the mistakes I made was that when I did start getting just a few comments, I wasn't in my comments responding to them, thanking them and interacting with them. And if you want people to continue commenting, you got to get in that conversation. Let them know that you are really there, you're a real person, you're reading their comments, and you're going to respond. So it, it probably took a good year of me blogging before I got a community built up around it. And then it was still a little bit slow, but once I figured out some of these pieces and started focusing on it, then it really worked well. Yeah, I do know that when, if I ever comment on a blog, it's always nice to have the person or someone else there comment back. And mm -hmm. the more people comment back and interact with you, the more likely you are to go back and do that. Absolutely. And I know one of the strategies you have to encourage people to leave comments is you have a top commenter plugin on your website. Can you talk a bit about that, please? Sure. I actually have two plugins that I use that kind of just reward people for commenting. One of them is called Top Commentators, and you can find that if you search under WordPress plugins. If you go to my website and look in the sidebar, you'll see that every month it resets, and there's a list of who's posted the most comments on my post, and their name is listed with a live link to their website. So for being one of my most talkative commenters, they get a link from nearly every page of my blog to their own website. So they get some traffic as a thank you. They get that featured status. Another plugin that I use to reward commenters is called Comment Love. Love is spelled L-U-V, Comment Love. And that one 
thanks commenters by linking back to their last blog post and kind of featuring that headline in any comment they leave. So when someone comments, there's something in it for them beyond just interacting with me. They get a link back to their site, they get a link back to the last blog post that they've written, and if they write good headlines, that can entice people to click through and check them out. And then they can also get featured in my sidebar as one of my top commenters because really rewarding your community and showing them that you care, that you appreciate their comments, does help to get them to come back, stick around, and interact more with you. Sure, and there's some really great incentives as well. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> we talked about right at the beginning of the call about the, having the inbound links. And right. right there you give people a, a few opportunities straight away to be able to have links to go back to their website. Exactly. So what other things besides the questions that I've already asked you can you think of that um, is really important information to know about blogging? You know, I think one of the most important things that people sometimes miss when they start out with blogging is, you know, we know that we've got to put content out there. We know we need to try to get traffic to it and get people to, to read and interact with us. But there's two things that I think we often miss. The first is not pulling our blog into the rest of our business or the rest of our strategic plan because we know we're blogging for a reason but sometimes we forget to kind of work our blog into it. So we plan out our marketing. We plan out, you know, we're going to issue a press release. Or we're going to be interviewed on this radio show. But we forget to share those things on our blog. And sometimes we forget to plan our blog around what's happening in our business or in creating our platform as an author or speaker. So make sure that when you sit down and look at what's coming up on your blog for the month, that you take into account those things, that you remember part of why you're blogging is to let people know about that, to use it as a promotional tool. So if you know that you're going to be on a radio show or that you've got a new book coming out or you have a product you're introducing or service, work that into your blog. Talk about those areas that you're an expert in and lead people to your book or your product or your services. So pull your blog into what else you're doing and make sure that it's helping promote you and market you. And then the second thing is to always remember that even though it is a marketing and promotional tool, our readers aren't coming for that reason. Our readers are coming to see what's in it for them. So keep that perspective in mind that everything we do needs to be through the filter of how does this help my readers? How does this add value to their life in some way? It might be that you're demonstrating how to do something. So you're giving them practical information. It could be just that your goal is to inspire or motivate them. But whatever it is, every time you write a blog post, think about that in the beginning. What's the action that you want your readers to be able to take or the feeling that you want to inspire in them through that blog post? So why should they read the post? If you do that, you'll find that you can stay really centered on both being able to use your blog effectively as a tool in your business and keeping your readers engaged because there's always something in it for them. And I think that forethought is really important because sometimes I even know for myself that when I'm trying to think of something to write about, I can just get an idea about something and go, oh, let me write about that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so happy I've got something to write about mm -hmm. that I mightn't think about all those other things, like what is it that I actually want to achieve with that specific blog post. 
Right. So I think that's important. And then, of course, I'm going to ask you the questions that you get, like, over and over and over again, okay. which is how long should my blog post be and how often should I blog? <laughs> you know, it it is. Those are really, really common questions because I think we all want some kind of framework or structure. It's easier to wrap our brain around it when we have a goal. So the first one, how long should a blog post be? People hate my answer to this because my answer is as many words as it takes you to say what you need to say. <laughs> but really. Yeah, and that's pretty much my answer that I give people as well. So I'm right. pleased we're in alignment with that. Right. You know, it's, it's one of those cases where it depends on your audience, it depends on your topic for the post, and it depends on what your specific goal for that post is. I've had some posts that were 200 words or less that resonated really well with my readers that got a great response. You can look at examples like Seth Godin to see how really short posts can work really well. But on the other side, you can do really detailed, long posts. I've had some posts that were two and 3,000 words that got just as well of a response as far as comments and being shared because it was really valuable information. So it really is just a case of finding the right length for the particular thing that you're sharing and the type of information you're providing. You know, if you're writing a detailed how-to tutorial, you can't do that in 200 words and it work for your readers. If you're writing something inspirational, then two or 300 words might be all you need. Generally, I try to shoot for around six to 800 for most of my posts if you want kind of a guideline. That's where I try to land in between. If I'm too far over that, I will go back and look at, do I need to edit out? And I always end up with my posts about half as long when I publish as they were when I started them because I can be very verbose when I am writing. And I've learned to, you know, go back and edit, cut out where I've said the same thing three times and, you know, just work on making it easy for your readers to digest the information. Sure. And then so how often should people be blogging? So that's another case of it really depends on your goals for your blog, what my personal attempt to shoot for is I try to blog two to four times a week. And what I do that works for me is I start out at the beginning of the month and I sit down with a calendar and I look at what's coming up this month that I want to share with my readers. So I kind of take that strategic piece first of do I have a specific topic that I need to share about because I'm doing a teleclass on it or I'm teaching a webinar or I have a product coming out. Is there anything big happening this month that I want to make sure I get on my blog? And then I fill in around that with the things that I want to blog about for my readers. But I shoot for two to four times a week. I found that that is really a good frequency for me, unless I'm in a blog challenge, in which case I blog a lot more frequently. But what I've, I've worked with on clients and has worked well is even to shoot for just once a week. You can create a really good community around your blog, get some great traffic, blogging as little as once a week as long as you're consistent about it and every post you put out you're promoting and sharing and that it's helpful content for your readers. Okay, because um, with the blog challenges, it's, it's posting once every day. Is that on Saturday and Sunday as well? For the ultimate blog challenge, it is. There are other challenges out there that take weekends off. So, you know, you can find a challenge that fits your schedule. But for the ultimate blog challenge, it is every day. And there's kind of a different goal behind that. 
Yeah, that was the, what my next question was going to be. So even though in the blog challenge months you're posting out every day, that's not a strategy that you think people should be maintaining year-round. I personally don't maintain it year-round. You know, it works really well for certain models. If you're blogging about, you know, technology and there's constant changes, lots of things to share, then it might be a great model for you. Sites that blog that often do very quickly get a ton of traffic because they're creating a ton of content. For most of us, it would be difficult to sustain that pace and do the promotion work to get our posts out there and really get the attention they deserve. Because when you're writing that frequently, it's hard to keep up with the promotional side of it. The strategy for me behind a blog challenge is more about really finding your voice and seeing what resonates both with you and your audience because when you're posting that frequently, it forces you to do a couple of things. One of them is to just write. And I know your show has a lot of authors probably listening to it, Stacey, and I'm sure they already know the value in sometimes pushing through and just getting the writing done. That the more you write, the better you get the better you discover what works for you. And the same is true in blogging. The more frequently you write, the better you get at it. So just writing more in itself has a lot of benefits. When I write consistently like that, especially when I was first getting started, it really helped me to find my voice and kind of learn to express my personality a little more because I didn't have the time to go back and edit quite as much. So I came out more in my blog posts when I was writing more and it helps also if you've got a goal for creating specific content. I know a lot of people in the blog challenge will set a goal like, I'm going to write every day for 30 days and it's going to be my ebook when I get done with it. So they've got a very strategic goal of what to do with that content next. So those can be some smart ways to use that pace of blogging. Sure. And that's a really great idea as well because one of the things that I talk about a lot is how um, having an ebook is so um, a fundamental piece of your marketing to have that as a lead generation tool or just to have um, something to have a giveaway for people or something to sell on Amazon. So being able to do it in such a supportive structure mm -hmm. is a really great idea. Um, and so sadly, like our, we've used up our half an hour pretty much already. Is there anything else um, that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Sure. You know, one of the biggest complaints or concerns that I hear from people when it comes to blogging is people are concerned whether they'll have enough to share or whether anyone's going to want to read what they have to share. And my advice to you would be absolutely, you have a message to share and there are people who are waiting for you to share it in just the way that only you can say it because you have had a unique life journey. You are different from anyone else. You can share things in a way that there are people who want to hear it and who identify with you and understand what you're saying. So I would encourage you never to worry about how many other people are blogging or who else is talking about your topic, but to know that you are unique. You have a voice and a message to get out there, and you should absolutely go for it and share what you've got. And that's a really great message to leave people with, Michelle. Thank you very much for that. And then I know people are going to want to come and find you and learn loads more things about blogging and maybe take part in the um, Ultimate Blog Challenge. So where's the best place for people to connect with you? Absolutely. I would love for people to connect with me. You can find me at michelleshafer.com 
or you can find my blogging goodies at launchyourblog.com. There's a free course, 30 day lessons to get you started with a blog if you're new. There's also a checklist for 51 ways to improve your blog if you're already blogging. So check those out. They're totally free and you can find those at launchyourblog.com. All right, perfect. And thanks again so much, Michelle, for being um, on our show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and thank you to all your listeners for being with us today. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear those. You can leave them on the show page, which you can find at authorplatformsuccessshow.com. And please don't forget also you can subscribe to the podcast show at iTunes where you can do a search for Author Platform Success Show and that will come up and you can subscribe there. So that way you're not going to miss out on any new releases of the great interviews that we have coming up.